Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly LA Rams podcast. We are a member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll get into other SoCal sports when it matters, but we're mostly about the LA Rams here. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome, Ram fans, to our midweek drop, episode 33. Primary focus of this episode is that Ram Colt game. We also have our week two picks. In a new feature, we're going to pretend to take the pulse of fans around the league, whose fans are happy, whose fans are thoroughly depressed, and whose fans just don't know what to think right now. First, a few things. Let's revisit the Bear game real quick. Went back and watched the game, read some stories, a few extra things I wanted to share. One oversight on my part was probably talking about the lack of a Rams pass rush. That was largely due to the Bears' game plan, Dalton getting rid of the ball so quick. That was a good game plan. It really neutralized Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd, obviously. So I don't think we should be too concerned about the Rams' pass rush. That's the way some teams are probably going to choose to attack us. Hey, one thing I noticed in watching the game, it was one of those things where I saw it, but it really didn't sink in. And I went back and looked to make sure I saw things right. I counted 10 times the Rams lined a running back in the slot or even as a wide out. Henderson nine times, Michelle once. I think that's a little bit of a new twist. I don't think... We saw that as much last year, certainly, not with Cam Akers. I also read that Tutu got two snaps. I went back and looked. I hunted for those two snaps, and I found one of them, and he was basically the safety on the last victory formation of the game. The other snap I could not find. I went back and looked at that last snap of the first half, and Van Jefferson was playing that safety spot behind the quarterback. So I'm not sure when else 2-2 got in the game. Apparently he got two offensive snaps. Like I say, I found the one. According to the snap counts I read, there were five defenders that were on the field for every snap. Our starting secondary, Rapp, Fuller, Ramsey, and D-Will. And the fifth, Kenny Young. Justin Hollins really had a terrific game. Didn't realize it at the time. I I saw him make a couple splash plays, but he was our highest graded Ram for the game. 90.1 by Pro Football Focus the highest of his career. And our offensive line graded out really well. Edwards, Havenstein, and Brian Allen all graded pretty good, 82, 79, and 78, respectively. And I do have to say, pro football focus and their grades, do they really have reliable numbers turned around that quickly? 11-plus offensive players, For one team, just one team we're talking about, evaluate every play and have some standardized approach where everybody's grading the same way. I don't know. I think these grades have some value, but I don't know. Color me a little skeptical. I like them when our guys grade well, but but when they grade poorly, eh. Disregard. Matthew Stafford, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. And by the way, Stafford had the best passer rating ever by a quarterback against the Bears. In the history of the Bears, ever. Pretty impressive. A couple other quick notes. Those two 49ers, both gone for the year. The running back, Mostert, and the cornerback, Verrett. 
49er fans must be thinking, man, this is deja vu all over again. The injury is starting to hit. The loss of Verrett, that's going to be costly. Mostert, not so much. They're pretty deep there. Got the rookie Trey Sermon. Probably be seeing a lot of him. And sad to report, the Niners may have hit on Elijah Mitchell, the running back they picked in the sixth round out of Louisiana. Watched that game against Detroit, and he looked really good. And USC coach Clay Helton is out. Rumors are Eric Bieniemy might be a frontrunner for that job. That would be a great hire. Fully support that one. And the Dodgers still chasing the Giants. Can't make up any ground. Got to give credit to the Giants. They just keep on winning. The Dodgers did get Clayton Kershaw back. That'll be helpful. But time is running out on the Dodgers. They're going to end up in that wild card game. I have a feeling. Next up, a preview of the Rams-Colts. That'll be followed by taking the pulse of fans across the league. And then our Week 2 picks. Let's take a close look at this Ram-Colt game. Colts lead the series 23-20 with two ties. Remember, these two teams were in the same division in the 60s and played each other twice a year. That was the Johnny Unitas-led Colts, and they were pretty darn good, and they won six straight games in that decade. Rams have won the last two by a combined score of 84-17. to Those two games, 2013, Rams won 38-8 in Indy. That was when uh, Cullen Clements only threw 16 passes. Chris Long had a 45-yard fumble return for a TD. Tavon Austin was the player of the game, though. 98-yard punt return and an 81-yard TD pass. In 2017, Colts visited the Coliseum. Scott Tolzien stepped in for an injured Andrew Luck. Jared Goff threw for over 300 yards, and the Rams won 46-9. Colts come into this game 0-1 after that loss to Seattle. Rams 1-0, of course. Rams favored by 4.5. And weather will not be an issue. This game's played in a dome. Let's take a look at the Colts last year. They were 11-5, coached by Frank Reich. Very good team. They lost to the Bills 27-24 in the wildcard round. Very balanced team. They had a 10th-ranked offense, one ahead of the Rams. And that balance I was referring to, 11th in passing 11th in rushing. Defense, also 10th. 20th against the pass, 2nd against the run. So we need to keep that in mind. And they had the number one return game in the league. Isaiah Rogers, he returns as a kick returner. He had a 102-yard return last year. And Naheem Hines, their punt returner, was pretty darn good too. Their big draft pick this year is Quiddy Pay, defensive end out of Michigan. First round, number 21 pick overall. They're hoping he provides some pressure off the edge. They're key players. We know about most of these guys. Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, quarterback-running back combo. Taylor, one of the best in the league already. Offensive line, very solid. Two pro bowlers, Quentin Nelson, the guard, and Ryan Kelly, the center. Ty Hilton, their prolific wide receiver, is out. On the defensive side, DeForest Buckner, the ex-Niner, along the defensive line, had nine and a half sacks last year. Darius Leonard, one of the better linebackers in the league, 125 total tackles last year, 10th in the league. 
Their best defensive back, Xavier Rhodes, missed the Seahawks game with a calf injury. A little bit of mystery around this. We don't know if he will play against the Rams. Injury report may have come out by the time you hear this, but I'd call it probably a 50-50 chance, and that's a big hit. If Rhodes can't play against the Rams, Stafford could have a really big day. So last week, the Seahawks held Jonathan Taylor to 56 yards. Wentz had a good day, 25 for 38, 251 yards, two TDs. Remember last year, the Seahawks' pass D was pretty bad. Rendy was okay. I mean, they approved on the pass D as the year went along, but still, I think the Seahawks are vulnerable through the air. So that's kind of a bad matchup for the Colts, not having T.Y. Hilton to attack that Seahawk pass D. Run game got stuffed, and that was kind of the story for the Colts last week. Taylor, by the way, was their leading receiver last week. And how did the Seahawks offense fare against that Colts defense? Chris Carson had 91 yards rushing, Russell Wilson 254 yards, and four TDs, one of them to our old friend Gerald Everett. So what are my fearsome four keys to the game? Number one, don't allow Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly to neutralize Aaron Donald. That matchup in the trenches is the matchup of the century, really one of the better offensive lines against Aaron Donald and his buddies. We don't necessarily need to dominate their offensive line because, to be honest with you, we're probably not, but we need to at least draw even or maybe even win that matchup. For some key number two, contain that Colt return game. They were good last year, best in the league, as I mentioned, so let's contain that. Don't allow any big returns, bottom line. Fearsome key number three. I think the Rams will be able to clamp down on the Colts' passing game. Carson Wentz back there chucking the ball around, scrambling, but no Ty Hilton to throw to. Given that, we have to contain Jonathan Taylor. He averaged over five yards per carry last year. We can't allow anything close to that in this one. Basically, Copy what the Seahawks did and force Carson Wentz to win the game. Now, that's contrary to what the Rams have done in the past, last week, inviting teams to run. So maybe they'll take that tact, but they got to make sure they don't let Taylor bust loose for a big game, bottom line. And for some key number four, don't get off to a slow start, early Midwest start time. Don't come out slogging. Don't let the Colts get the jump on us. Get some points on the board early. Rams should be okay. My prediction, very similar to last week. Rams 27, Colts 13. I think the Colts have an offensive line. I think the Colts have an offensive line that can keep that clock moving, move the chains enough to limit the number of Rams possessions. I expect Carson Wentz will make some mistakes. Rams D will make enough plays. Rams offense Puts up three touchdowns. Rams win 27-13. Let's forget about power rankings for a moment and take a look at teams from a fan's perspective. I want to know which teams have happy fans, which teams have thoroughly depressed fans, and which teams 
don't know quite what to think right now after week one. Who's got happy fans? Well, the LA Rams do. They had to be pretty psyched up after that performance in that stadium on Sunday night and in those beautiful uniforms. Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks always figure out a way to be relevant. Go on the road opening weekend, win a game. Arizona Cardinals, you think they're happy right now? That offense looks electric. Tampa Bay Bucks. it wasn't a perfect performance, but they came out with a win on Thursday night. Carolina Panthers, that's one of my sleeper picks, and their fans are probably very charged up. Sam Darnold looks like the real deal. Saints fans, they're happy. Just totally kicked the Packers' butts. Cowboys, they lost, but in losing, there was a lot of promise there. Went on the road and competed to the last minute with the Tampa Bay Bucks, defending Super Bowl champions. And Eagles fans, I mean, I'm not sure how happy they should be going on the road and beating a Falcon team that might be pretty dismal. But hey, 1-0 after week one, they're certainly happy. Steelers fans go on the road and beat one of the Super Bowl favorites. Cleveland Browns, another team that came out with a loss but showed very well. I suspect Browns fans were depressed for about five minutes. And then afterwards, hey, things are looking up for this team. We might be as good as we thought. Go on the road and hang with the Chiefs. Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow coming back from the injury, winning in overtime. Charger fans, now this is the type of game the Chargers would have found a way to lose in past seasons. They would have fumbled the ball away. They would have thrown an interception. Washington would have taken the lead. And then the Chargers come back, have a game-winning field goal attempt, and it clunks off the upright. But it's a new day in San Diego. Oops, sorry. It's a new day in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Broncos go on the road and beat the Giants. Not sure how much weight we should put on that win, but it's a W. Chiefs fans are mildly happy. I mean, they're happy with the win, but I suspect most Chiefs fans will tell you that wasn't the way they want to win. They shouldn't have to come from behind and beat the Browns at home. But, hey, it's a win, so they're happy. The Dolphins, they must be ecstatic. It looked like they were going to go down, but then the Patriots pull an unpatriot-like blunder, fumble the ball away. Dolphins in first place. Bills, Jets, and Patriots all have a loss. And the Houston Texans, I mean, this team has been through so much over the last two or three years. And they hammered the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pretty clearly the worst team in the league right now. And Raider fans, opening day at their stadium, they've got to be pretty charged up. Happy as heck. And whose fans are like thoroughly depressed right now? Green Bay Packers. All the drama with Aaron Rodgers. And then they go play the Saints and looked pathetic. The Falcons. That was pretty horrific. I mean, you got to be able to hang with the Eagles in the opener at home, right? You would think. And the Giants. Kind of the same thing. Denver comes to town. This is a game you're thinking, hey, we could pull off a win here. We may not have a real good team, but let's get to 1-0 against the Broncos at home. Not happening. Other thoroughly depressed fans 
Are the fans of the New England Patriots? We mentioned how the Dolphins won there. Patriots fumbled away the victory. Buffalo Bills offense did not look good. Struggled all day long against that Pittsburgh defense at home. They can't be happy. Jacksonville Jaguars just covering their eyes this morning. Tennessee Titans. Now that's a bad matchup for the Titans, but still they have to be concerned about beating teams with high-powered offenses. They've got to make the game a slugfest if they're going to have a chance to win, and that's not going to happen on a lot of Sundays. And the Ravens. Not so, and it's not just because of the result against the Raiders. It's those late injuries right before the opener. They may be okay, but Ravens fans have to be pretty upset right now. Lose key players and then lose like that in overtime to the Raiders. Sad day in Baltimore. And which fans really just don't know what to think right now? And I'm thinking the 49er fans are feeling that way. Yeah, they got the win. Their offense looked terrific at times. Their defense had its moments. But then that injury to Jason Verrett, the injury to Mostert, and giving up all those points late in the game, maybe they're happy, but I think they're more astute fans, are concerned, and don't know quite what to make of this team yet. The Detroit Lions, their fans are probably thinking, hmm, what do we got here? Goff looked okay at times, made some great passes. This team rallied, a lot of heart. Are they going to be able to pull off some wins this year? Maybe get to six, seven, eight, nine wins? Probably not, but hey, I don't know, and I don't think Lion fans know right now. Minnesota Vikings, they're probably a little unsure. You go on the road and you lose a heartbreaker in overtime. There's still hope. Vikings got to go out and prove it real quick, though. Washington football team, what are they thinking? Had a chance at a win at home. We still got that great defense, so we'll be okay. We lost our quarterback. Got to figure that out. Weak division. There's hope. Don't know what we got here yet, though. And the Bears, sort of the same thing. They still have a very good defense. Overall, I think that was not a great performance by the Bears, but when's Justin Fields going to get out there, and how is he going to perform? We don't know, and they don't know. There's a little bit of hope. I don't think they're thoroughly depressed. Going on the road with Andy Dalton and losing to one of the best teams in the league. Don't overreact. Bears might be okay, especially in that division. Every team is 0-1. Other teams we just don't know yet, the Jets. You know, they got the young quarterback. We don't have high expectations in the first place, right? They can't be thoroughly depressed about that loss. They just got to move forward. Hope that quarterback shows some promise. And the Colts. And the reason their fans are probably in that not-quite-sure-yet category is because they just had those two guys come back from injury, Wentz and Nelson. They played a good team, Seattle, that seems to always be able to find a way to win. So maybe they'll be okay. Let's give them another week to figure it out. Unfortunately, next week, the Rams come to town. So it might be three weeks before we really know how we should feel as a Colts fan about our team. That's our happy, sad fan segment. We'll try to share this with you every Thursday morning, time permitting. Hope you enjoyed it. 
ramps up straight up NFL picks. Got my week two NFL picks for you straight up. Who's going to win these games now before we get into it? I don't really want to talk about last week so much. It was not a good week. I don't think it was a good week for anybody. I will tell you Pete Prisco was 6-10. and 10, And I was a tad better than that. So I'm happy to report that. But lots of room for improvement. That's for dang sure. So whatever you do, don't take a bag full of cash and make a bet based on these picks. Of course, I'm the guy that puts $2 on the favorite to show, but I'm still pretty confident by the end of the year, I'm going to be hanging with most of the experts. I'm ahead of Pete, behind a couple others. Time to make up some ground. Thursday night game, Giants at Redskins, based on what I saw last week. Giants could get shut out in this one. No, I realize that's probably not going to happen, but I'm taking the Redskins. Patriots at the Jets. This is a good bounce-back opportunity for New England. Clean up a few things. They'll come out with a win. Texans at Browns. As impressive as the Texans were, they were playing the Jaguars. Take the Browns, obviously, in that one. Broncos at Jaguars. I'm taking the Broncos. I think Jacksonville is the worst team in the league right now. But that could be a close game. Raiders at Steelers. This is a good win by the Raiders at home against a limping Ravens team. Steelers take care of business, get the win. Bills at Dolphins. I like the Dolphins a lot. I think they're a playoff team. Call me crazy, but I think they'll get it done. But I'm taking the Bills in this one. They need a win real bad. What would it mean to go 0-2, two games behind the Dolphins already? Be an interesting game to watch. Bengals at Bears. I think the Bears clamp down, beat the Bengals. Justin Fields will start to get more snaps. Rams at Colts. I think the Rams match up well against the Colts. Their offensive line could cause some problems for Aaron Donald and company, though, but I'm still taking the Rams. Niners at Eagles. Travel across the country and take on an Eagle team coming off a big win against the Falcons, but I'm taking the Niners. Saints at Panthers. How can you pick against the Saints right now? Dolphins and Panthers are my two sleeper teams, but I'm taking the Saints over the Panthers in this one. Vikings at Cardinals. I think Arizona keeps it going. Too much to handle for Minnesota. They get the win. Falcons at Bucks. Blowout of the week. Take the Bucks. Cowboys at Chargers. Game of the week. This one is really interesting. Going to be a lot of Cowboy fans at SoFi, that's for sure. Chargers are a good team. Very well balanced. Cowboys have a great offense. These two teams could let up the scoreboard. I think Brandon Staley's defense is going to find a way and the Chargers come out with a win. Titans at Seahawks. This is not an ideal matchup for the Titans. Seahawks are the type of team that can give them trouble. The best way to attack the Seahawks is through the air. Titans like to pound the rock. Seahawks at home come away with a win. Chiefs at Ravens. Man, Ravens, what a bad week. Losing overtime and then have to come home and play the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. Lions at Packers on Monday night. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers. I think it'll be closer than you think, but the Packers come away with a win. That's my week two Rams up straight up picks. This is where I recover. 
Stay ahead of Pete Prisco. Catch those other experts. It's early, folks. I'm confident I'm going to hang with these guys. Just need a good week. And my survivor pick. Last week, I picked the Panthers. This week, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. There's more obvious picks. I think it's a good week to run with the Browns. I think they'll handle the Texans. Looking to go 2-0 in my Survivor League. That's it for our Rams Up Straight Up NFL Picks Week 2. We'll check in next week and see how I did. And we'll have an early Monday morning drop. A recap of the Rams-Colt game. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And please don't forget, subscribe and give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.